Eagles Entertainment. Anything that moves, I don't care who it is. Let's go. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. Touchdown! You're listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Brand Duffy. That's right, another day, and the new league year is here as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 451. At the top of today's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with a pair of guests. We've got Greg Cosell and Ben Fennell, our old friends, back at it again. We're going to break down the first couple of days of the offseason here for the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, uh, we've seen some players come, we've seen some players go, we've seen some players stay. So we'll cover a number of the big transactions here for the Philadelphia Eagles, what it means for the team moving forward. A little bit of a micro discussion here with both Greg and Ben, who also coincidentally are both on this week's Journey to the Draft podcast. We are going twice weekly over on the Journey to the Draft, getting you ready for what is now what? We're six weeks away from the 2023 NFL Draft. The Eagles have the 10th pick, the 30th pick. They've got a second round pick in there as well. A lot of opportunity for the Eagles to get significantly better here next month in the NFL Draft. So if you want to make sure that you're up to date on who the best players are at every position, who are going off the board, when they're going off the board uh, at certain spots of the draft, make sure you are subscribed to the Journey to the Draft podcast wherever podcasts can be found. That said, let's get into uh, this discussion here. I want to talk through a number of moves. We, Like I said, we've had uh, a number of players leave. Javon Hargrave, he goes to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, TJ Edwards goes to the Chicago Bears. Kaiser White at linebacker, he goes to the Arizona Cardinals. There's still a number of players. Uh, Miles Sanders, he goes to the Carolina Panthers, right? So we've seen players uh, on both sides of the football leave the nest here. But a number of moves that we're going to hit on. First, we're going to hit on the backfield with Rashad Penny coming over from Seattle and Boston Scott staying here in Philadelphia. We'll talk with both Greg and Ben about those players. Then we'll get to the line of scrimmage where you've got Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jason Kelsey all staying put here in Philadelphia, signing one-year deals to remain Eagles through the 2023 season. We'll talk about that with those two guys. And then also uh, the two corners, Darius Slay and James Bradbury remaining here in Philadelphia. So we'll talk through all of that. Again, a micro discussion here with both Greg Cosell and Ben Fennell. It's time now for Chalk Talk. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. All right, let's get into Chalk Talk here as I welcome in Greg Cosell and Ben Fennell. And we're going to start things off here with Greg. Um, the thoughts here, just on the Eagles signing Rashad Penny, uh, coming over from Seattle, a player I know that you've studied plenty of, and then also the return of Boston Scott to this running back room here with the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I imagine Boston Scott will be an Eagle when he's 55 years old. You know, And, the, Gi- and the Giants will hate every single minute of it. That's right. He'll be around forever. Um <laughs> I'm sure you've looked at Rashad Penny. I've seen every snap Rashad Penny's played in the NFL. Yeah. And Rashad Penny, when he's healthy, and that's obviously, you know, what you're hoping, he is really a good back. He's big and he can run. Now he's he can take it to the house too. He's a better overall back than Miles Sanders. Um and to me, and I think you would agree with this, you know, we loved what Sanders has done the last couple of years. That you can't take what Sanders has done away from Miles Sanders has turned into a really very, very good back. And I think we're all pleased, you know, for him that he got a nice contract and his career will continue, obviously, in Carolina. Um, But to me, the Eagles' run game, because of Jalen Hurts, is a very schemed run game. And I don't think you necessarily need, you know, 
the back where you say, oh, we've got, we need that one foundation. But, you know, it's not like Tennessee and Derrick Henry. You know, their run game is not built like that. It's highly, yeah. highly schemed, presents major stress and challenges for defense and how they want to line up and how they have to defend it. So, you know, given that there's gaps that do open and, and Penny, you know, he is a, we just talked about Zach Evans. It's interesting. We're coming off Zach Evans. Now Penny can take it to the house. Now, you know, he put up um, last year, he got hurt relatively early, but the year prior when he played the last five or six games, Fran, I don't know if you got a chance to see that tape. He had a ton of long runs. I mean, he runs away from people. That's the thing is that this is a, a big back with Juice who creates his own yardage, yeah. picks up the yardage that you blo- that you block for him as well. And, and that's the thing is that when you have uh, a scheme like the Eagles with, with the personnel that the Eagles have, they're gonna there's gonna be plenty of yardage blocked up for you. Uh, and now like what well, what else can you do on top of that? Um, and as you mentioned, like when healthy, Penny has created yardage uh, at maybe a higher rate than almost anybody in no, the he's... NFL. When you look when you look at like any kind of metric uh, that evaluates running backs in the league over the last few years, Rashad Penny's gonna be at the top of pretty much every efficiency list. He's yeah. been super impressive when he's been on the field. No, it's just let's hope he can stay healthy because this. I think Eagles fans are really, really going to be excited about Penny. And again, we know what Sanders has done. And and Sanders, you and I both, we've talked about Sanders in in detail over the years. And we love Sanders and we love how he's grown as a runner. But, you know, Penny gives you more than, than, than Miles does. All right, let's go over to Ben now. Ben, I want to get your thoughts here on uh, Rashad Penny, uh, the signing over from Seattle. Uh, I know you've studied Penny over the course of his career. You and I have both uh, had eyes on him, even going back to, obviously, San Diego State as well. Um, But I want to get your thoughts on Penny and also the return of Boston Scott, both guys signing one-year contracts with the Eagles this week. Well, we'll start with Boston Scott, and I think anytime you have the continuity with a back that knows the system, knows the quarterback, knows the O-line, knows the running back coach and Jamal Singleton, I think you just keep that continuity going in that backfield with a Kenny Gainwell as well, who's still on his rookie deal. But a Rashad Penny, you know, he's a big back with really light and exciting feet, and I think you kind of felt that from his San Diego State career and his not only his running attack, but what he did on kickoff returns and things like that in the open field. This was a dynamic athlete out there in the Mountain West. I don't know how many people watched him in those late night games, but um, had a kind of a tough career to start with the Seattle Seahawks and the injuries. I think some people were surprised he was a first round pick, but his play and his film and his tape and his projection and upside and testing warranted first round capital. Now, why he hasn't been on the field and produced a whole lot? Injuries happen, and his better days may be ahead of him, and he could still be injury-plagued. Obviously, there's some gray area with these types of players. That's why you're able to get him for the dollar amount you did. But his best days could be ahead. He's a guy that's only played 700 and something snaps in his five-year career, a little over 300 uh, rushing attempts, has a lot of good football left in the tank. So I think the Eagles are betting on the come with the Rashad Penny, and when you watch his best play, when he is healthy, he's an exciting, productive back. And it's funny that some of his best games are actually against the Philadelphia Eagles. So um, I'm sure some of those uh, some of those performances left a lasting impression <laughs> on some of the front office and the scouts here. But he's an exciting back. He's big. And I went through his film the other day. The biggest thing I was surprised is how much wiggle and shake he had in the open field. Hmm. How many safeties and DBs he made miss or made look silly in the open field. So he's a big back. He's broad-shouldered. But he has really light feet as well and kind of a nose for the end zone uh, once he gets some daylight. That's the thing is that you know I you know we look at the, the all the metrics you know whether it's through uh you know whether it's um you know PFF or, or you know whatever service you want to be able to use uh, you look at any of these 
from a metric standpoint, I mean, he just he shows up in so many different ways. Uh, yards after contact, forced missed tackles, uh, breakaway yardage percentage, first down and touchdown percentage. He, he's just been such a crazy efficient runner. Um, but to your point, he does it in a lot of different ways. That's kind of what you're looking for is like, all right, like a guy that can win uh, in a lot of different ways. We talked about that with this offense ad nauseum is like, oh, like a wide receiver, the guy that can attack all three levels, that can line up inside, outside, the, the tight end that can do a little bit of everything for you. When you have a running back that zone scheme, gap scheme, under center shotgun, uh, you know, can win with wiggle, can win with strength, can win with vision, like, yeah, like that's that's Rashad Penny. It's the the big thing. It's been the health, and that's why you get him on a one year deal. Um, you know, at this point in the process, and he's a guy I felt ran very decisive. While he had good vision, this isn't a guy that chops his feet a whole lot in the backfield. And a lot of those runs came in a nine yard deep single back type of dot behind the quarterback, where he had a runway and a. a an alley to kind of build up some steam. And he was a no-nonsense type of decisive runner, but he had vision within that, which is what you love to see, sharp, decisive cuts at full speed. I think it's those backs that get a little choppy in the backfield, a little choppy in the hole, that suddenly you lose your momentum to you know run through the arm tackles of those second and third defenders, so third-level defenders. So Rashad Penny, I thought, was decisive, but he wasn't blind out there. He wasn't just running into the backs of old linemen or just taking what they were giving. He had vision while being decisive, and that's really exciting. All right, well, back to Greg. Let's talk through uh, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, uh, Jason Kelsey. Uh, basically, uh, the Eagles always prioritizing the line of scrimmage uh, yeah. and bringing back three of their own here, uh, all on one-year deals. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey. Um, always big to be able to keep the, some of your best players in-house and some of your best tempo setters. And I, and I no. feel like that's what you could say about all three of these guys on both sides of the ball. No, and I think the bottom line point is with the Eagles, and, and maybe it's overlooked because of the growth of Jalen Hurts and you know, what they've done in other areas. But, you know, maybe the biggest key to the Eagles is the fact that their O-line is dominant and their D-line is dominant. I mean, yeah. that's, when you get down to it, that may be the biggest key for this team, um, you know, other than the development of Jalen Hurts. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, you always want the bodies. That's, it. you know, look, I, I think we know that Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham are not going to play 60 snaps a game. We know that. Um, but... It keeps the depth. It keeps quality players. They're still quality players. You know, they're not what they were in their prime, you know, five, six, seven years ago, but they're quality players. It gives you rotational depth. And I think, um, I'm talking mostly defensive line now. Obviously, offensive line, you, barring injury, you play the same five. Um, but speaking about Kelsey, I don't know your feeling, but I think Jason Kelsey has gotten better and better and better with age. I mean, I I think you could make the argument that his last three, four years have been the best three, four years of his career. Yeah, I, I mean, there was not like a severe drop off uh, when no. you watched him last year, especially you know, in this in his this final season uh, in 2022. Um, excellent in pass protection and, and what he does in, in the run game is, is second to none. He's been outstanding. He was an All Pro uh, for a reason. And I think when you look at Kelsey, uh, a huge, huge impact and a weapon for this Eagles offense. You can't say that about no. a lot of offensive linemen in the NFL. Uh, and to your point, look, the Eagles defense, um, you know, they're going to count on some of these other young guys coming up, right? You look at Milton Williams certainly with Jordan Davis um, on the interior. You pair those guys with Fletcher Cox. Uh, you have Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett coming back off injury as well. Uh, back into that rotation, you still have Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick, obviously. So um, that rotation will be alive and strong. You still have the rest of free agency. Uh, certainly the NFL draft to continue to add reinforcements to that group up front on the on defense. No, I mean, the bottom line is, as you know, teams now prepare for this. You know, 
you you know you're going to lose some players. That's the way it works. So teams prepare for that. Well, that's why Jordan Davis was drafted. That's why N'Kobe Dean was drafted. Now, you and I don't know. No one knows how they will play this year. That That's an unknown. But the point is, they're addressing it as an organization. I mean, obviously, they did not draft Jordan Davis to play 20 snaps a game. Uh, they didn't. N'Kobe Dean obviously hardly played this year. Those are two players based on the fact that one was traded up for in the first round and the other was a third-round pick for any variety of reasons. Um, you know, those are players now that are expected to step in and play meaningful snaps. That's the way you have to do it. You have to prepare for players leaving. All right, Ben, let me turn this to you now, uh, looking at the, uh, the, the, the re-signings of Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and then Jason Kelsey's return as well. We just talked about it with Greg, the importance that is always placed on the line of scrimmage here on both sides of the football. Uh, you get all three of these guys back in the building. It's, it's huge from a not just on the field, but certainly off the field standpoint as well. Yeah, I think off the field is where this conversation starts. The leadership, the accountability in the locker room, the standards set by the actions and practice practices by some of these veterans. These are the guys that set the tone for the young guys. And it's great that you're young, you know, quarterback is kind of an old soul but it's a combination of this team having some old souls like these three that really set the standard and how things are supposed to be done and these three have a Super Bowl under their belt they just had an appearance last year they have standards and expectations for how this team should perform um, no matter who the leadership is under center you know in the front office the head coach when you have this type of accountability and presence in the locker room it is so invaluable so I think at Jason Kelsey we know what he brings to the offensive line Um, but I think Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox a lot of people are wondering what they have left and I think the snap management they kind of molded themselves into over the last year year and a half is fitting them perfectly I think it helps the team not only with their expectations and the cost but it helps the players get the best out of their ability and maybe not being a 50 60 snap guy but maybe a 25 to 30 snap guy and that's okay because that keeps them fresh and it gets their best football out of them uh, when you're not asking a full workload which you get to the twilight of your careers this is this is how it goes, you know, and it, some of these conversations can be really tough and you have to take some tough pay cuts or some tough humility with understanding you're not who you once were. But there's things you can do from a team and a usage standpoint to get their best football out of them. And I think this is a really good marriage, not only on the player side and that acceptance, but the team saying, you know what? The Fletcher Cox we need right now is a 30-snap guy, and that's okay. And we're going to load up with depth and uh, have a rotational unit like we always have. But the Fletcher Cox of five, six years ago, that's not the same guy, and that's okay. That's not what we need out of him. All right, Greg, let's now turn our attention to the cornerback duo. Returning here in Philadelphia, James Bradbury, a free agent. Uh, He returns on a three-year contract. Darius Slay extended uh, here, so he will be back in 2023 as well. Um, The Eagles had one of the best cornerback duos in the NFL last year. Both guys over the age of 30, but both guys still playing at a very high level. They'll be doing it in a new defense this year under defensive coordinator Sean Desai. But, uh, Greg, I want to get your thoughts on what you saw from Slay and Bradbury a year ago, and how do you project that moving forward? Well, it's funny. I went to bed last night, and the whole thing with Slay was done. I woke up this morning. I thought I was punked, Fran. You know, because <laughs> I, I was reading. You know, that Slay's back in Philly, and I'm thinking, okay, who's trying to fool me here? You know, um, it, would, it would be something. That would be a hell of a pull from Ashton Kutcher to jump out of the curtains and get you with that. But with that, yeah, prank. that's exactly right, right, right. Um, you know, it, it was a really good corner duo. Um, you know, you'd obviously like to keep it. I think. A week or so ago, no one thought either guy would. I mean, maybe Slay because he was technically, you know, here. On the but roster, I didn't, yeah, 
Yeah, but uh, we certainly didn't think Bradbury would be back. Um, seems like he took less money based on what he said. You know, uh, you know, we we never know those kinds of things. Um, but no, they played well, and I think you know, look, that you want to have that in, in today's NFL. You want to have size at corner. You want to have the ability to play multiple uh, coverage concepts, which they can do with veterans. You want guys that are savvy and understand route concepts. I mean, you know. I don't think Slay is quite the same player he was three or four years ago, but I think, you know, the fact that he's a veteran and he understands everything that he sees, and he certainly can still line up and play man, um, you know, I think that was really, really important now because the one area, particularly when a new defensive coordinator comes in, uh, even if there's some familiarity with what the Eagles did in the past, because there is still a a, um, Vic Fangio component to both guys, um, so there'll be some familiarity and the methodology won't change dramatically. You know, if you can't line up with two corners and play man on the outside somewhere along the line, or if you're not comfortable doing that, that really limits your options. And yeah. so now that you can feel comfortable doing that, you know, Sean Desai will have a lot of options and I'm sure he'll tweak some things, but you always want to feel you can line up and do that. Yeah, I think, you know, and just kind of speaking to Bradbury as well, just because, you know, he was new to the team last year, new to the city last year. Um, I was just so impressed uh, watching him go through, uh, you know, from a, uh, you know, I did a, a film breakdown piece with him and just kind of picking his brain on uh, his thought process and his processing on the field and how he reads things out. And you could see that. I mean, just such an instinctive player, reads routes so well from depth. He was yep. disruptive in press coverage, uh, made great plays on the ball last year. So um, just a, a really good guy to have. Have, uh, defensively, and certainly when you have him with Slay, uh, one of the best cornerback duos in, in football. Once again, I think you can expect for this fall. No, I agree, and that was—I think—that was really important, particularly with a new coordinator. And Ben, you know, talking about these cornerbacks, obviously Darius Slay and James Bradbury both returning here to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, one thing we just didn't talk about with Greg was the fact that uh, the, how often did we talk about how good the coverage was on the back end of this Eagles defense, helping out that defensive line? You lose Hargrave, you lose some of the the, uh, the reinforcements there up front, but you start to get you get Slay and Bradbury there on the back end. It makes you feel a little bit better about the coverage end of things, holding things up uh, to help out that rush. Well, in a collective sense, I think, you know, it's disappointing to lose a Kaiser White and a TJ Edwards in free agency. We wish them well, played a lot of good football here. But you can just start, you know, trickling the names in your head of replacing the voices on the defensive field. So if you lost both linebackers and you lose Marcus Epps, and we'll see what happens with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and then if potentially you lost both corners, there's not a lot of continuity being brought from year to year. And on the back end, one of our favorite things of watching this defense last year, Fran, their communication, the continuity, you know, them working and gelling together immediately with all these different parts. That's not going to happen every year. So it's a little bit of buyer beware that last year they struck gold. It was a perfect combination with a lot of those newcomers. Well, don't get in the business of doing that year in and year out. And while every team and roster and season is going to take its own personality with names, I love that both corners are back. You have Maddox still in there. There's some semblance of that structure from last year. There's going to be some new voices, some new faces, some guys thrusted up, no question. But I think having those two presences on the outside and those voices in the huddle in the locker room, there's going to be some familiarity. I think that's really important. 
All right, so great stuff there from Ben Fennell and from Greg Cosell. Appreciate their time, as always, here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. And like I said earlier, as well on the Journey to the Draft podcast, both guys uh, breaking it down, Some pro- a lot of prospects covered in the latest episode that just dropped over on that feed. You can find that wherever podcasts can be found. Now, I want to make sure I give a little bit of love to someone who left a five-star review uh, and saying how much they love the podcast ERD. JKD left a po- left a review uh, right around the Super Bowl and just said how much they love uh, how much they love the podcast how much they love the Eagles post game show uh, they love faux focus during the season so I just wanted to give some love uh, to ERD left that five star review thanks so much for leaving that over on our Apple Podcast page look if it, we're as we go through the the rest of the off season here if there are any if there are any questions that you want answered if there are any topics that you want covered any questions about the game not just about the Eagles but the game of football, if there's anything from an X's nose or a schematic angle that you want broached here on the podcast, the best way to reach me, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave that question in the comment box. We might take your question and make it an entire episode here on the show moving forward through the rest of the offseason. But uh, that said, thanks so much to both Greg and Ben. Thanks to all of you out there for your continued support of this show and all the rest of our podcasts here with Eagles Entertainment. That being said, I think that'll do it. Another show in the books here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast uh, for everybody here at the Novacare Complex. I am Fran Duffy. We will talk to you later this offseason.